Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and people, I am honored to be with you today. I'm excited. It's September 25th, Saturday, September 25th, 2010, and we're here together again, calling from Midtown Atlanta, uh, doing a show from Midtown Atlanta today. We're going we're gonna to be on the road next week, but we'll get into that later in the show, but I'm just excited that you're here. I'm excited to have... Um, to bring to you a dynamic guest who we'll, we'll mention later in the show. But um, people, before I go any further, before I get overly excited and forget where I'm, where I'm at and forget my head, I turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that's a move of his spirit. People, 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 let me tell you, we got some dynamic things going on. There are some absolutely phenomenal things happening here in Atlanta, Georgia. As you well know by now, we're getting ready to do the Manifest Destiny 2010 conference next Saturday. People, I'm just chomping at the bit to get to go to this conference and, and get it done. I really want to – if you're not already signed up, you need to sign up today. You need to register today because it's going to be packed. I want you to – I want to guarantee you that you have a seat there because I'm telling you, it's going to be a great, phenomenal event. Um, more information coming up later in the show about that as well. Uh, people, I always want you to know this. I love you, I care about you, I'm praying for you, and I want to see you successful. I want to see you live the life of your dreams. That's what all this is about. This is about you living the life of your dreams. So, people, what I want you to do is this. I want you to continue to let me know how we're doing here. I want you to continue to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on most of the major social networking sites, uh, facebook.com slash mileswmiller. That's facebook.com slash M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. MySpace.com slash Miles W. Miller. Also, Twitter.com slash Miles W. Miller. You can even send me an email at MilesWMiller at gmail.com. You can even call my office. I'll take, I'll even take your calls. You can call my personal office at 678-389-9542. So I just want you to keep in contact with me. Let me know how we're doing because it is utterly important that we make sure this show is top-notch all the time, and that you're getting what you came for, and that you're getting empowered. So what I want to do is this. I want to take you to a motivational moment. I'm doing things a little different today. I want to take you to a motivational moment, and then we'll be right back. Whatever it is you're, 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 you want to see, you want to do, you can speak out things, and things can happen for you. But like I said, we're going to get into the lesson. Um, you, okay, one more thing. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. There's one more thing I want to share with you, and that this is something to, to really understand about life, about allowing, about your dreams, about your goals. Whatever you resist, you reject. Whatever you reject leaves your life. Let me say that to you again. Whatever you resist, you reject. Whatever you reject leads your life. So if, if there's something that good that you really want, don't resist it. Accept it. Allow it. Because if you, if you reject it, if you reject it, you, you, you let go of it. And that, that, that thing that which was good was coming for you. you, you turn away from it. And you want to always accept things that are good and reject things that are bad. And also understand that every day, every day, every single day, no matter what it looks like outside, no matter what's going on in the economy, 
God has designed the universe to be a major league blessing. He has designed his universe to be a major league blessing for you, for me, for anyone who, who, who can just receive it. And that is actually the natural state of the universe. It is designed to bless. It is designed to be. It's a design abundance. But you have. It's your choice to get in the flow. Hello, and we're back. That was a, a motivational moment from one of our previous times together. I just, I like to 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 play those moments because actually I have them downloaded into my uh, my um, MP3 player, and I listen to them throughout the week. So when you're listening back to the podcast, uh, take those little nuggets right there and 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 listen to them intently because I'm telling you, those motivational moments really are powerful. They really are dynamic because you it pays to. Uh, take note of what you listen to and to make sure that the things you're putting in your mind are creating an environment that you want to be in. So every time I listen to those motivational moments, it puts me in an environment that I want to be in. So, you know, listen to the podcast. Listen to the replay of the show. These shows are designed to empower you. They're designed to get you to the next level. They're designed to get you to that place you want to be, and that's living the life of your dreams. So without further ado, I'm going to move forward and show um, – like I said, we have a, a dynamic guest waiting in the wings, but we're not gonna we're gonna um bring her home a little later in the show. Um but this is what I wanna say. Next week is an absolutely phenomenal event. And I'm so proud to be able to bring this to you. Because I've I've worked so hard over the course of my life now putting together um a motivational um seminar. I'm telling you, this, this thing has been over the course of my life. I've, I've worked hard and diligently on this thing, so I, it's a labor of love for me. All the things you see me do, it's a labor of love. I give, you know, out of the abundance of my heart. And this is things, these are things that, that are abundantly in me. The things you see me doing, the things you see me saying, the things, if you follow me on Twitter, you follow me on Facebook, those comments that you see me leaving up there, those quotes you see me leaving, that's from a years and years of studying and years and years of, of conquering down and doing the very thing I know I was put on this earth to do. I'm an encourager. I'm a teacher. I'm a motivator. I'm an inspirational expert. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about this Manifest Destiny conference. I have with me just some dynamic speakers who are going to basically help you revolutionize your life on every level, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And, And if you just, you know, come out, and listen to the, you know, not so much listen, but participate in this conference, I guarantee you that it will change your life. But I'll tell you more about the conference later in the show. I'm, just, I'm excited about it. I just want to keep that in your mind. I'm really excited about this. This is going to be a great event. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal event. And what I want to do, again, I want to take you to another motivational moment because I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. I just want you to go, just go along with me. Trust me on this one. I know what, I'm, I know what the game plan is. Just follow me on this, on this flow, and everything is, is building up to the – to a, a dynamic climax. So I'm going to take you to another motivational moment, then I'll be right back. First thing that success is going to cost you, it's going to cost you your mind. Success will cost you your mind. And when I say success will cost you your mind, I mean that if you're somewhere right now and you 
you didn't really want to be there. And you didn't really know you don't really know how you got there. Guess what? The mindset that got you there can't get you out of there. I have a, a quote I love saying to my clients and uh, and when and when I'm in, doing my speeches is that the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it. First and foremost, the reason why the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it is because that, that mind is stuck in that environment that is perpetuating the thing that you don't want. So, we, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I stand on Romans 12. In the beginning of Romans 12, it, it says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I even go as far as this. I, I tell people... You know, it's sometimes it's okay to lose your mind. If your mind has got has gotten you in a place where you can't, <laughs> where you, you're not being successful, you're not being able to live a full life, then you have to lose that mind and, ha- and get it renewed. Get the mind, get the mind of Christ. That you know, a mind, a mind with a mindset to thrive and be great. Hello, and we're back. Uh, that was, again, another motivational moment from our previous time together. And like I said, just if you get in the flow of what we're doing here, I'm taking you somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely taking you to a place where you can recreate in your own life the very lifestyle that you so desire. Uh, I'm going to give you this week's divine intervention. You know, each week I give you a divine intervention or a scripture from the Bible. And this week's divine intervention is a familiar one. I say it a lot. Uh, I read a lot because I, I believe it. Um and I'm taking this one from um, John 1 and 14, and that is a um, very familiar passage, and it's, it's a very uh, dynamic passage because it also gives us a, an idea of what, how powerful our words are. And it's, it reads, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I want to read part A to you again. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. What things are you speaking out of your mouth right now? That's a major question I'm going to ask each and every one of you. What things are you speaking out of your mouth? Your words become spirit and they become life. They become flesh and they dwell among us. What things are dwelling among you right now? I guarantee you, you spoke them out. See, the thing about life is that everything that you see was once an idea. It was once a thought. Everything that you see happened first in in the spiritual realm. It happened first in the spirit before it became a natural thing. So what things right now are you seeing in your life? I guarantee you, the things you're seeing, you've spoken to, to existence. You shall decree a thing. Scripture also tells you that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. You shall speak and things shall obey you. Your mouth is the biggest weapon or the biggest adversary you'll ever face. It's the biggest weapon you have in your war chest or it's the biggest adversary you ever face. A lot of things that you're dealing with right now, I guarantee you spoke them to existence. Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you have to be really cognizant of what's coming out of your mouth. I was just talking to my mother just moments ago, and she was telling me some things that was going on with her. And she, she was telling me, you know, all the bad things that were going on. And she was, and she was, she was repeating them. 
with 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 energy, with 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 passion of all the things that were going wrong. And I had to cut off like, Mom, you can't do that. Because every time you speak something out of your mouth, it becomes more intense. It becomes more real. And even though a situation may look bad, and even though a situation may look bleak, you have power over that situation. Listen to me very carefully. As a dreamer, as a visionary, as a go-getter, you have power over every situation you walk into. Because greater is he, greater is the spirit of God, spirit of Christ that's inside of you than anything that's in the world. So you have to be cognizant of what you let come out of your mouth. Are the words coming out of your mouth edifying your situation? See, some, some situations don't need to be edified. Some situations need to be put to sleep. Some situations are, are best put to sleep. Some situations you're going through right now are best put to sleep, laid to rest, never to, never to arise again. But you have the power in your mouth. And it goes back to your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let today be the day that you change your mind from the lifestyle that you're seeing. If, if what you're seeing is not what you want, then you have the capacity to change your mind. And once your mind is changed, your thoughts change. Once your thoughts change, see, thoughts, as Les Brown says, thoughts, words are the, are, are the child of thought. So whatever, whatever you're thinking it's going, to, it's going to formulate the words that you speak out of your mouth. And whatever you speak out of your mouth is going to become flesh and it's going to dwell among you. Make sure that the words you speak out edify the life that you truly want and not the life that you don't want. So that's this week's Divine Intervention. And I'm going to take you to a commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Well, one second. You know, Technology is, is really a great thing, and then sometimes it, it decides it wants to act up. So I'm waiting for our uh, switchboard to, um, to come back online. But while we're waiting, I want you to really listen intently to what we're talking about today. This is, this is some dynamic stuff. This is some dynamic stuff. I know that, that if you really tune in in your spirit, tune in in your mind, your life is going to change. These are some dynamic principles we're going to provi- provide you today. These are some dynamic um, tools that we're giving you. These, are, these, these principles will change your life. So I want to take you to a small commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, what's going on? This is Mr. Make It Happen, J.L. Godfrey. And you are tuned in to one of the hottest shows on Blog Talk Radio, Creating a Championship Standard of Living, with my brother and colleague, Mr. Miles W. Miller. You are about to be injected with inspiration, so keep it locked right here. And like I always say, it can be done, and the it is your dream. You just have to make it happen. Peace and love. Power Conquering Fear is a book that I wrote uh, with you in mind and with myself in mind because being a dreamer, being a visionary, sometimes we can go through life and we can see good things and we get visions. We, we don't, we're not common people. We're not, you know, we don't see things the way normal people see things. So we, we get visions that are that are far out and, we, and, and it's sometimes it's scary to, to think about that stuff. But 
in the power of conquering fear, I gave a five-step plan for how to overcome fear, how to conquer fear, how to move beyond that fear. There's an old saying that the difference between a, a, a coward and a hero is that the hero was brave for five minutes longer. And that's my plan. Get, make sure that you stay brave. Just, just those five minutes can change the whole course of your life. And my goal is to give you five steps to keep you in that range long enough to, to be the great person you've been called to be, to, to mine up your destiny. Because today, uh, people, the, the world changes, you know it. And it's going to take innovative people to really, you know, mine out the greatness that still remains in this in this universe. There, there's a lot of untapped resources, people, and and you're going to get visions and, and promises, you know, from God and, and, and through prayer, through fasting, through you know, dreams, and those things are going to change the very course of how we, how life as we know it exists. And you can't be afraid. You got to go for it. So. I offer to you today my book, The Power of Conquering Fear. You can buy it at www.lulu.com slash mwmiller18. That's www.lulu.com slash mwmiller18. And get this book today. Get, get a copy for a friend. And trust me, you won't regret it. It'll be a book that changes your life. Hello, this is Miles W. Miller, host of Creating a Championship Standard of Living and the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show, here with an important message. Saturday, October 2nd, 2010, the place to be is Atlanta, Georgia, for the Manifest Destiny 2010 Conference. I am the conference host, and I am excited to invite you out. I have with me... Four other dynamic speakers who are going to help you manifest your destiny. I have with me health and fitness expert Andrew Nelson, who's going to be discussing honoring your temple. I have makeup artist to the stars Raina Marcel, who will be discussing polishing your inner beauty. Also, we have Les Brown speaker Erica McKay, who will be talking about what season your dream is in. And then I, yours truly, Miles W. Miller, will close out the event with manifesting your destiny. The three stages of dream realization. You don't want to miss this event. The place to be, October 2nd, 2010, Atlanta, Georgia, Manifest Destiny 2010. You can sign up right now by going to mileswmiller.wordpress.com and clicking on the link for Manifest Destiny. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R.wordpress.com and click on the, the link for Manifest Destiny. I'll see you in Atlanta, Georgia, October 2nd, 2010. Hello, and we're back. People, I'm excited about <laughs> this Manifest Destiny conference. You, you, you can hear in the promo, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I want you to be there. Don't miss out on this phenomenal event. I'm telling you, Atlanta, Georgia is the place to be next weekend, October 2nd, 2010, Atlanta, Georgia. Holiday Inn Select in Atlanta, Georgia. You've you got to be here. Trust me. You don't want to hear about this on the other side. You want to be there and experience it firsthand. There's some things that we're going to be doing there that I can't even tell you about right now because they're, they're Top secret. You have to come to the event to be there. So go register today, mileswmiller.wordpress.com. 
and click on the tab at the top of the uh, page for Manifest Destiny. You won't regret it. Trust me on that. Well, people, I have I have to tell you I'm going to we're going to talk about manifesting your destiny part. This is part one of it. Um, I have to tell you today that this show, the guest I'm bringing on right now, she is the epitome of manifest destiny on many many different uh, stages, on many different levels. For me, she has been the number one guest that I've gone after since I've been doing this show. The number one guest I've gone after that I could not get, and because her her time schedule was so uh, so intense, and it was we were both you know really busy at times, we couldn't sync. But today we finally synced, and, and let me tell you, it's going to be a phenomenal show. I am honored to bring to to you a, a absolutely dynamic young lady. Uh, she's an actress. She's a model. She's a professional mother. She's a a comedian. She's She's just a superstar. She's a superstar. She's a Wonder Woman. I like to call her Wonder Woman because she she does what she wants to do with her life. She doesn't she doesn't play by play under the constraints that the world may put on her, but she does she plays according to who God says she is. And when you listen to what she has to say today, I know that you're going to find something to take from this interview. So without further ado, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland, I introduce you proudly Mrs. Sean Mason Spence. Sean, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I'm absolutely phenomenal, and I, I welcome you uh, to creating a championship standard of living. Oh, well, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I'm listening. I'm like, wow, if I wasn't planning to be in Detroit, I need to come to Atlanta, right? I'm telling you, this is the place to be next weekend. <laughs> well, well, it is so exciting. I'm just so proud of you and your show. I mean, besides, even though you're in Atlanta, you are a Detroiter, which I always like to give shout-outs, of course. Um, I, I just I love what you're doing, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about manifesting your destiny today. Yes, yes. And like I said, you, you definitely epitomize what it is we're, we're trying to, to convey here uh, about manifesting your destiny, about, you know, taking risks, about – you know, stepping outside the box about not conforming to what people think you should be, but being everything that God says you are. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It is not um, an easy journey as much as it is um, a rewarding journey. Yes. Most people think that once, especially believers, that once you're a believer and you are committed to your relationship, that somehow it's going to be smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's probably the biggest myth uh, that most people have. It really is about constantly reinventing yourself, retooling, and really allowing God to use you in ways that you may not expect or you may not want to be used, and right. trusting God every step of the way. Right, right. So in trusting God every step of the way and, and, and completely walking by faith and not by sight, what are some – what are like three things that you have have faced as a dreamer, as a visionary, in um, as far as resistance or things that you've had to overcome in making your dreams a reality? Um, one, I had to overcome myself. Okay. Uh, I think we have an idea of the path that we're supposed to take. So, for example, you may go to school to be an attorney and find out God wants to use you um, as an activist, as a missionary. And you think you're supposed to do one thing. God says, no, I need you to do something else. So, yeah, I had to really get over me, what I thought I should be doing, 
and what I thought I went to school for, what I, other people said I was good at, I really had to get out of my own way. That's probably the first thing. And the second thing is I had to get over people. Okay. Um, you, know, <laughs> you hear this often. Uh, I think it's really people. When I say people, most people think strangers or people okay. who don't matter. I really think you got to get over all people, especially those closest to you. Your loved ones want to protect you. They want to keep right. you from hurting yourself. They want to keep you from experiencing failure by their definition. They are the, the most critical people in your lives. And so sometimes you actually have to say, you know what, Mom, I know you don't think I should start this business, uh, but you know what, I'm honey, you know, spouse, girlfriend, brother, sister, yeah, I probably shouldn't move to Atlanta because that's where God led me, but this is what he led me to do, and I'm going to do it. You really have wow. to go against those who are closest to you and say, hmm, this is my time. I'm going to go ahead. And, and the third thing is we have to get over um, circumstances. Situations change. Right. Who God is, brother. Wow. And your situation can change. So a lot of people don't do things for fear or for lack of money, lack of material resources. You know, the word says the favor is greater than silver and gold. And a lot of times the favor gets you places that your reputation, or, you know, the money can't. Wow. And so getting over your situation, oh, my gosh, I'm a single mother. I have three kids. I can't do this. Oh, my God, I've been abused. Oh, my God, I, um, I don't speak well. I don't have a college degree. All of those are situations, and they do not matter. In the <laughs> wow. They don't. They don't. Wow. And, and that's something I think people need to hear, that your situation does not predicate where you're going. It's only some circumstances that once you allow God to be bigger in that situation, because God is bigger than that situation, mm-hmm. but he can't be bigger in that situation until you allow him to be bigger in that situation. That's I why you got to get over people, you first. <laughs> you got to get over you, right. you got, you got to stay tuned. you you got to get past yourself. I think that um, I, I stand on... Uh, I forget whether it's Romans uh, 4 and 17 or Romans 4 and 18, but it's where Abraham was faced with this decision to make. And God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. And, and Abraham, it says that Abraham against hope believed in hope that he would be the father of many nations. And what I've, what I've done is I've been able to break that down. The first word, hope, you know, that, that there's scripture that tells us that some people's hope is in, in horses and in chariots or in things that seem mighty and things that seem powerful and things that seem good. But against all what he could see and the fact that he didn't have those things in the area he was looking for, Abraham believed in hope. And that second hope goes to uh, Jeremiah 17 and 7 where it says, blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. His hope was God. His hope was the promise. And a lot of us as dreamers and visionaries, look, we're pulling things, you know, for what other people would say out of the thin air. We're pulling out things that, that aren't really there. We're making the uh, intangible become tangible. So we can't look at our circumstances. So going back to what Sean was saying, you have to get outside of yourself and allow yourself to be that spirit being that you truly are to manifest some great things. And I, I'm just I'm, – I'm going to back out of the way for a second. I just wanted to interject that. But uh, <laughs> It's okay. It, it, it flows. <laughs> if it works, it works. You know, I, 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 I love your energy, and I – 
I, I know that people who are listening will appreciate having those nuggets, having those um, interventions <laughs> that you mentioned. <laughs> because sometimes the water gets high, the yes. pressure gets heavy. Yes. And you may not be able to pull it off yourself. In a lot of cases, you can't. Right. And that's why you have people like you, shows like this, who say, you know what, I, I got to turn this on. I got to put this on my iTunes. I got to put this on my iPod. Right, right. And I, I'm so thankful to be able to be in a position to um, to be a you know a resource uh, for encouragement because a lot of times I, you know growing up myself I had um, a lot of situations happen where you know people who I trusted for encouragement or trusted to, to believe in me didn't always believe that I could do what it was I've been put here to do or that I see, again seeing things that aren't tangible yet is a dangerous place to be because not everybody else can see it but in the same sense. God didn't give it to everybody. He gave it to you. He gave it to me. He gave so whatever it is you have that's inside of you, it's up to you to bring it to pass. Mm. Exactly. So despite what I mean, other it, people think, right? You you definitely like I said, just watching your career uh, develop, watching you know, just studying your your um, your movement. I have to call it a movement now because you you you're doing things now that most dreamers and visionaries, you know, they may succumb to fear. And they may mm-hmm. succumb to the situation. They may succumb to the circumstances. Um, tell the people about sacrifice. I know we we spoke earlier, and you said that you know you must you have to do what is required for manifestation, and sacrifice is one of those requirements. Tell the people about what it, the effects of having to sacrifice something that you you really know is yours, but you know that by putting this thing by sowing this thing, it puts you in a position to receive even more. Well, there are a couple of situations in my personal life that I believe the sacrifice is just so key. One of them is that, and I probably should preface this by saying, everything happens in a season. There is a season for everything. Yes. And a lot of times I have been out of season. (laughs) Wow. I want something. I think it should be now. And God says, no. This is not the season. Um, I have five children, and different than many people who have five children, um, it was not on my list of things to do uh, (laughs) to be at home with them for as many years as I've been at home with them. Um, My children, and and we just realized this fairly recently, my children never come home to an empty house. They've never had to make dinner or, or do homework, all of the things that many latchkey children had to do. Uh, and my oldest daughter is, will be 16 in November. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, wow. Um, See, I so, would never know that. Yeah, actually, yeah, she will be 16. And so one of the things I had to sacrifice was what I wanted or what I thought I was supposed to have. Okay. I know even in my trust I was still frustrated. Even in my trust I was still angry. Even in my trust, I was still resentful. But at the same time, I even asked God, I said, I know that I want to do this. I wanted to um, start writing my first book I wrote in 1999. And it has been now, what is that? That's over 10 years, been 11 years. And I'm expected to have two books come out next year. And I've been writing the whole time. (laughs) You know, I've had people saying, where's your book at? Where's your book at? And every time I get ready, I said, you know, we, we're going to do this big. We're going to do this differently. If you just trust me, this is where we're going with this. Right. And 
it, it has definitely been challenging. The the second thing is I've had to uh, sacrifice even when I was closer to bringing my book to pass, bringing some things in my life to pass. God said, you know, you trust me in this and watch what I can do. Wow. And I, again, still frustrated, still angry, but what about, but what about, but what about looking at circumstances? Um, I'm getting <laughs> older. I need money. Uh, you know, people people think I'm wasting my time. People don't believe in me. All of those things that I told you to get over, I had to do all of that. And wow. what has happened is is that my um, husband is also a writer, also um, working on a book, and I needed to pause and be supportive of his efforts and help him through um, this his journey. Right. And because of that, um, God has just opened so many doors because my goal is the New York Times bestseller list. And it was a goal 10 years ago, but I didn't see it as being possible. You know how we, we make right. big goals? Um, now, after waiting and trusting and really seeing the season and seeing how he's aligning people in my life, I believe that it will be possible. I mean I, I mean, I feel like it's so much closer now, Miles, because of – getting in his season and getting right. out of my way. Right. Wow. And, and I, again, that's another thing about manifestation. Um, I, I teach the three stages of dream realization and, you know, manifestation being the third step, being the third stage. But there's two stages that come before, and that's the goal and that's the process. That's actually setting, you know, your intention, focusing your attention on something, and then allowing the process to run its due course. And a lot of times you'll hear people who really they want to be great, they want to be champions, they want to do whatever it is they want, whatever it is they feel like they've been called to do, but they try to circumvent the process. What do you tell somebody who's who's out there right now who's listening about some of the mistakes you've made in trying to circumvent the process or trying to shortcut the process? How do you tell them <laughs> to, to to run, just let the let the course run itself? You know, it almost feels like a Star Wars episode. I always say, oh, <laughs> young grasshopper. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> Master Yoda. Uh, you know, I I tell people when you attempt to circumvent the process, take a shortcut, prepare for the bigger bumps in the road. There is a paved road. The paved road it's not necessarily a perfect road. It's not a bumpless road. But imagine what happens when you drive off the road and start riding in um, ditches and pebbles and all of uh, in the forest, trees, and all kind of other things that happen. That's the difference. There is a route that we all. There's a process that we all have to go through in order to be who we're supposed to be. And when you get there too fast. You look at certain people who have have reached success at a time they themselves didn't feel that they were necessarily ready. Right. And then they've stopped. They've left the career. They've left the industry. They've left the business. So you know what? This is too much for me. Um, I can definitely say um, now being a comedian and being involved in a very different industry um, that – I was not ready 
to do what I do now 10, 15 years ago when I wanted to do it. I was not mature enough. I was not cautious enough. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. And a lot of times we think that we're supposed to do it while we're young, do it while while I don't have any responsibilities, do it while I don't have kids, do it while I don't. I believe that that's sort of a method of the world. Mm-hmm. I now know at almost 40, there are just some things we just can't handle. We wow. just can't do. And that's what's been the biggest lesson I try to share. A lot of young comedians, most people start to be a lot younger. I mean, when I go to <laughs> when I go to places, I'm like, wow, I got everybody at the table for about 15 years. <laughs> I'm just feeling like I could be everybody's mother. This is very exciting, <laughs> unnerving. Yes, it is. Uh, but at the same time, I feel good because there are some choices that they may make in their um, immaturity. I guess the best right. way to put it. That I caution them against that you you probably shouldn't do that you um, and again I people are an adult adults but I share with them treat anything that you do like you do a corporate job treat it like it would be your business it's your reputation on the line right and there's some things that you wouldn't do most people don't go to their job drunk <laughs> I'm just saying. But. So you probably shouldn't get up there and perform drunk. People do it all the time. But that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it best for you because right. one of the things that I that I hear seasoned comedians say that it starts off being maybe marijuana or maybe alcohol, and then guess what? If that's what you need to loosen up or that's what you need to perform and you keep performing, guess what? It's not going to be enough. Right. The next time you got to get higher – you got to get higher. You got to get higher. You got you got to go to cocaine, and then you got to go to other things. You know, so I, it really those are just things that if I was twenty something years old, I'm not saying anything about anybody who's twenty, but I'm just saying me as a person, I would be oh I'll be fine. I can do this. I can do that because there's an arrogance and an ego that comes with that age too. But I'm glad I don't. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, arrogance will, will definitely uh, it will destroy mm. the empire. <laughs> my, 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 my. <laughs> and one thing that we we talked about earlier when when we spoke, you said that in 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 a manifesting your destiny, that you have to align yourself with people who are already doing it. What explain to the audience what you meant by that? I there has to be someone in your camp who's gone or been where you're going. We like to align ourselves with people who also have a dream, who also have a vision, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But when everyone is on their way to making it, (laughs) there isn't a lot of advice on how to get there because nobody's been there before. Wow. And so it is so important to choose people who already have, I mean, Every place that I'm interested in going, I'll be very honest with you, from a Pulitzer Prize, because I'm interested in a Pulitzer, I have a friend in my circle who has earned a Pulitzer. Oh, wow. Um, publishing, um, I act and work on meeting, and this is something we can talk about in terms of ne- networking, but I am 
working on meeting someone who has earned a Tony Award. Um, So those are the kinds of things that you align yourself and put it out there and say, you know what, I'm really – I also – a New York Times bestseller is, again, as I mentioned, the goal. So I have two people in my circle that have been on the New York Times bestseller list. So it's important to say what you want and to find people who are there. Value those people's time and ask, what did you do? What wouldn't you do? And what would you suggest I do? What did you learn from your experience in this journey? And, again, it's worth, it's so valuable to align yourself with people who have done it. Wow. And I think it makes so many such times, a difference. just like you're saying, you know, so many times you, you align yourself with dreamers, other dreamers, other visionaries, but who in the camp has actually done has actually been successful at this thing. That that does success matters. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, success does matter. You want somebody who's actually completed. See, the reason why I was able to help people write a book is because I've successfully published, written, and published books. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. the reason why I can help people create other shows is because I've actually successfully created a show and actually produce and and execute a show. So, you know, it, it, I'm, I am an expert at these things. The things I tell you that I know, I know. And there's things I don't know, so I, I find people who have been successful, just like Sean is saying. I find people who have been successful at things that I need help in. Because I don't want to get your opinion. I want to. I want to know. You know, give me a process. Give me some steps. Give me some principles, so I can. Because principles are are infallible. They they work. Right, and <laughs> learn and learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Learn from my mistakes. That is, you know, my my dad told me something a long time ago. He said it's so much cheaper to learn from someone else's mistakes. Yes. Yes. You imagine someone saying, yeah, you know, I just went and wrote a book. I published it. I paid all this money. I didn't do any marketing. I didn't do any promotions because that's 95% of the book. You know that. Like 5% (laughs) is really writing that book. 95% is the marketing and the promotion. You can put 10,000 books in your trunk right now, and that is a great accomplishment for storage of your trunk. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's what that they will sit there. So that's very costly to put those 10,000 10, books in the trunk. Unless someone says to you, before you print them, let's put some press releases out. Let's line up some interviews. Right. Let's right. start putting a chapter together and, and sharing it with influential people so you can get back matter for your book. So many tips that would save you so much money if you had just learned from somebody else's mistakes and called because I, I, I've, I've helped other people with the marketing and promotion of their book because that is the challenge that most artists, not just writers, have. They don't want to deal with business. They just want to produce the art. Right. But it's still a business. I mean, I, I mean, if you want, you want to have 10,000 books in your trunk, that is wonderful. But some something in my mind tells me you want to sell it. I mean, I'm just, I, I just that's what I think. Right. And right. the moment there's money, there is business. Right. Right. Yeah, but if you're not generating cash, you're not generating much business. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Somebody should, somebody. And, and the other part is, how do you get the message to the people? That's what marketing and promotion and business and all those things are, and it's so important 
to talk to people who have done it, who got the message out. And I and I'm so I've been so cautious and careful of finding those people and valuing valuing my relationship with them. Yes. Yes. Relationships are, are, are really great. They either take you up or they take you down, but it, it it it's up to you to use that power of discernment to know who's who and what's what. Because, you you know, I actually wrote a, a statement to myself earlier today in saying how to be careful and how to be watchful is that the moment that I realized my life's purpose, I had to become more cautious of the mistakes because now mistakes are more costly because I know where I'm going. Mm. I can't afford to make the mistakes that I made when I was three years old. I can't afford to be walking around playing with a knife because that doesn't, you know, I may have had the grace for it then, but right now I have I have to focus my attention on other things. Um, and so it's really important, which, you know, who, who you're around and what you're connected to, and, and it's important what you give your focus to. So in, in understanding that, it's un, your, your focus is important in manifesting the life of your dreams. You've already, you know, you've told people how to overcome the situation. You've told people how to get past themselves. You've told people how why it's important to align themselves with somebody who's been successful at the thing that they so desire. Yes. You said something to me that was so dynamic that it 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 blew my mind. And you said, in in your consultation with people, with with artists, with other comedians, with other actresses, with other models, with with people who just have dreams and visions. You told me if it's not in writing, it's not real. And that, and I just believe it. I'm so adamant about it that in many cases I end conversations with people who don't have it written. A lot of people use this particular, <clears throat> you know, the script, Rebecca. And I'm going, and I, I will, of course, share it, given that it's your show. Also some very practical things, even outside of the word, in terms of writing. But, you know, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, so that it run and not faint. Though the vision may tarry for a while, it may run and not die, right? right. Well, again, that's probably paraphrased, clearly not a scholar. But I, right. I often say that particular scripture to myself. The reason why writing it down is important, even outside of of the spiritual world, it is the most practical way to share and engage other people in your vision. When you write it down, you tell me that you are actually serious. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, contracts, right, marriage license, (laughs) birth certificates, these are written documents, proof of existence, proof of process, they are in writing. Wow. You having something in your head is not helping me to buy what you're selling. Wow. If it does not exist, it is not written from you, out of you, it doesn't exist. Wow. And what and I, and I share with you, I said it's so real because what we want in an ideal world is to create a legacy. And that legacy should be something that sustains itself outside of us. If I'm walking around with the package, and I'm carrying it around, right? You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm the bomb. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got a Grammy, I got an Ithy, I got a Tony, I got a whatever, and I'm just walking <laughs> around with it. It's not helping you. It's not helping my children. It's not helping my husband. Nothing. 
But when I sit down and I say, okay, I write actually a manifesto. Isn't this interesting? I should send it to you. Um, I write uh, a manifesto. Yeah, I like yeah I, yes. And this is like, I, I write them actually often because here's what happens. I wrote one about a year and a half ago. And I was just up late at night, had things on my mind, and I have an accountability partner. Again, those people who are going to hold you to your word, to your vision. Mm -hmm. And my accountability partner um, saved the message. I was up late at night, and I said, you know what? I want to do a radio show. I want to do a TV show. I want to write for a major um, magazine. Um, I, I want to do a photo shoot. Um, yeah, I, I want to tutor some kids, and and it was like it was probably like seven or eight bullets, right? Right. Send it to her in the middle of the night because I was frustrated, Miles. I was frustrated. Um, within six months, without me even remembering the email, I did not look at it again. She kept it. Within six months, five of those bullet points had been manifested without any effort on my part. Five out of the seven. Wow. I, my husband went on a radio show. This is how one of them happened. My husband went on a radio show, and he mentioned that I was a home that I homeschooled my children. And the radio host says, "Oh, we'd love to have your wife on." So the person calls me, and I go on the show and I talk about homeschooling. After the show, they said, "Oh my gosh, we got such a great response. Have you ever done radio before? I like your voice." And I said, um, "No." And they said, well, you know, you should really consider doing radio, but I actually have a TV show. I'd like you to come by and come on the TV show to host. I go on the TV show, and the current host of the TV show was having some personal issues with a family member and needed to leave for North Carolina to, <clears throat> to, to take care of the family business. Right. I filled in for that person for about two weeks, and when the person came back, she said, you are a better fit for this show than I, and I hosted a TV show. Wow. So, again, I, I wrote down that I wanted to host a TV show. I did not do anything other than be prepared and be open to what God was showing me or where he was taking me. And here it is, without me preparing, right, without me actually going to the TV station and saying I want a TV show, it happened anyway. Wow. wow. That's just one, this is one of the instances and so because of that, I tend to send out these emails to my accountability partners. And it has been amazing to see how it's already starting to line up. My last manifesto I wrote about a week and a half ago. I'm going to Detroit for the first time to perform comedy, hometown. Wow. And a friend of mine asked me to open for her show. I said, okay. We go. I mean, I go there. I, you know, I sort of make plans to do it, and we sold out the first night. Oh, wow. 90 people. I mean, I'm not saying this, but, you know, it was a huge theater. But we sold out the first night at a second night. Success is success. <laughs> it is, right. Someone calls me and says, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that you guys were going to be in this particular region. Do you need some help with PR? And I said, well, okay. Um, well, you know, tell me your fees because I believe in paying people. And everybody right. who's in a business needs to understand, again, you reap what you sow. You want people to pay you, you pay people. Right, okay? right. 
So I said, well, how much, how much charge? She says, well, I'm doing a fundraiser for my sorority. Why don't you buy tickets? And I was like, okay, cool. And that would be our exchange. So we're sort of exchanging um, her services for the tickets. She contacts me again. She says, well, do you know this person? I know if you're in Detroit who's UPR. Well, you know, she wants to have you on her show or she wants to have you. And all of these things are starting to sort of manifest, and it was all written in my manifesto about two weeks ago. A week and a half, two weeks wow. ago. Wow. And again, it's just all, again, people contacting me, people. It really is a simple law that when you write it, it becomes real, and resources now know where to find you. You know, it's like, as I shared with you, when preparation meets opportunity, there is success. Anybody listening to this show, someone can call them and say, hey, I got a million dollars. Um, you know, but I got to spend it in the next forty-eight hours. Now, in our in, receive it. right, I was just going to say, in our lack of, for lack of a better term, in our immature minds, we're like, oh my gosh, well, I need a new car, I need a new house, I need all this. But wait a minute, you need an investor for your business. If they're going to invest in your business, they need to know what it is. They need to know how you plan to plan to make it happen. What if yeah. they want to invest in you? You got forty-eight hours. Could you do it? Most people, because they're sitting, I don't have time, I could tell you about it. Let me, let me, go. Mm-mm, no, a written plan. Right? Wow. Someone who got a million dollars, chances are they know some other people who have, guess what? Millions a million of dollars. dollars. <laughs> so you may, with your writing, that person says, oh, my gosh, this idea is so good. Let me call somebody else. They're not right. going to trust. But see, that's somebody else. Guess what? That somebody else doesn't know you as well as the first person. So they're, wow. like, they're like, oh, you know, why, why are they talking to me? I don't know them like that. Where your written document says it all. It makes a difference. Wow. And then another thing I, I look at is that the moment you write it down, what was intangible now becomes tangible. You can actually touch that paper, and that, that paper can stand in proxy for what it is you really uh, are waiting to manifest. So, you mm. you know, it becomes real, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just, well, you, now you got me, you got my mind turning now. You got me working now. Let me, you know, I, I got to stay calm. I got to stay calm. I don't want to get up and jump <laughs> crazy. Let me, let me stay calm. But you said, you know, <laughs> in that same vein, that if it was given to you by God, take it and embrace it. And I want you to expound on that for the people as well, just in, in, in correlation to how your career is taking off in, in multiple directions, even though this is not what you were necessarily trained to do. But it, it was in you at birth, and now you're doing it because God gave it to you. One of the things before I say that to people, I often say, what God has for you, it is for you. Uh, there is a level, I, I am competitive, but I am competitive with myself. One of the greatest people, and again, um, not how many sports fans, I'm not actually even a sports fan, but I read about champions. I oh, read wow. Lance Armstrong. Wow. I read Miles, Michael Jordan. See, I'm, I'm just, I, you asked me to come with it. This is what I do. Because <laughs> one time I heard in my spirit, train like a professional athlete. Wow. And I was You're sitting the there right going, place. what? You're at the right I, place. <laughs> I, right. I was sitting there going, what in the world? What? So I said, okay, all right, well, let's do it. Um, Michael Jordan said that he doesn't come, when he would get on the court, 
he was not competing against the other players, not the players on his team or the opposing team. He was competing against himself. What was he able to do? So if he did 40 points last game, he's looking to do 42, 44. He's looking to do 48. He is not thinking about the clock necessarily or who's winning. He's thinking about what more is in me. What more right. can I do? Right. In that regard, I believe so strongly <laughs> that <laughs> what is given to you and who you are, when it's embraced, when it is really becomes who you are, there is sort of a next level. There's sort of a, a, a synergy, right, that right. happens. Right that allows you to move forward in a way that nobody else can. That is what is given to you. What happens in many cases is that we are often afraid of what's given to us. Wow. And we often make excuses because it wasn't given to somebody else. Or we feel bad. Or we try to bring people that don't have it with us. Wow. wow. Because those that don't have it, are actually looking to get it. They see it in you. <laughs> right. So they so they want to be with you, so they think somehow it's all. It doesn't work that way. And I mean that in all aspects. I mean that in your if, – if you're a vocal talent, if you are a writing talent, if you are an attractive person, you have to embrace all of who you are. And it's not about arrogance. It's not about conceit. It is about this is who I am, and I am going to work this for what it is. Right. Most people don't know that both Denzel and his wife are actors. They are both formally trained. They met while training actors. I never knew that. Yes. His wife is an actress. Oh, wow. But that brother knew he looked good. <laughs> and in an industry, I'm, I'm just being honest, in an industry that was very, it, it's very difficult, as we see with so, with so many um, actresses of color, there's so few roles that are written for us. There's so few powerful places where we can go in that industry. Right. So they made a choice just by evidence. It's not like I've talked to them. I just I read a lot about people that I like. Right, right. That okay? Because they have four children, so and we also got to be clear. Bill Cosby five children. Somebody has to take care of the kids right. while Somebody we got it, while we're eating. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have to understand these things. These people don't come out of nowhere. Right. So he was at one point a garbage man. Wow. Yeah, that's that one. I, I never knew that. Yeah, at one point in time. So. These are the things that we have to accept that in the world make a difference. Um, I'm a writer. I just expect it to sort of write through my life. I write both fiction, nonfiction, plays, poetry. I mean, if, I, if there's anything that I am, I am a writer. I also love to teach, and so I know this is also a gift of mine. Um, but at the same time, I... I sing. I'm actually getting ready to go back to voice lessons. I took years of voice lessons in high school, some in college. And I am okay after many, many years 
of saying to someone, yeah, you know, I can sing, I can act. Instead of somebody saying, what do you do? Or you can't do all that, you can't do all that well, don't fall for the trap. Right. If you work on it and you commit to it and you study it, no, who's to judge what you can and cannot do or what right. it is that you should be good at? <clears throat> right. This is a – not everybody has that ability. Right. Not everybody right. can. Right. Uh, another, another person so, – so for me, at my age um, – and, and I say age. I mean, I'm not old. I'm 39, almost 40. But writing has just been one of the things that I've done probably the longest. But okay. being asked to model, being asked to do things because of my physical appearance, that was a big leap for me. That was a big leap for me because I just didn't think a lot about that. But when asked, instead of sort of saying, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, if it does not compromise you and you're willing to commit to trying it, you never know what other doors that open. Right. When we look at when we look at magazine covers and we look at print, and you know, I actually, you know, a person who I don't have chemically processed hair, and that also is a reason why because you, you're starting to see more of that. You, more, more people ask me, "Oh, do you do print or you do commercials?" Because we're more open, I think, in the world. I say more. I'm not saying that everybody. That's natural is going to be on um, a cover because we know that's not right. the case. But <laughs> they're starting to look for a more diverse-looking person of color. So that right. also has been a reason. So it's, it's, again, knowing your season, knowing what's out there, knowing what you bring to the marketplace, um, knowing what people are interested in. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of programming that does not exist <laughs> for people over 35, period. Right. Right, I mean, just period. And I didn't think of that until someone in the industry, again, aligning yourself with professionals, who said, you know what, there are a lot of women our age who are not looking at BET. or who are, That's why they created BETJ, as a side note. So, again, meet that market. Look for a more mature crowd. Wow. There are a lot of opportunities available if you just step back and say, what do I bring to the table? What do I offer? I mean, you hear people talking about being vegans and vegetarians. In a lot of cases, people of color didn't talk about that. We just talked about soul food. So now you see it. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian, hey, look and see what opportunities, what can you bring to the table. Green living. Um, you, you know, all of these things that are available, start finding your place. Listen, look, watch trends, look for the opportunities, and say what you want, put in writing, Watch it happen. Wow, wow, and that, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, you, you got me going now. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. To, I could go. I can do this. I can do the Manifest Destiny conference right now. I'm ready to do the. I'm, I'm, I'm on fire right now. I could go right now, but I still, I gotta stay calm. We're, we're doing a dynamic interview here, and, and people, if for those who have just tuned in, I am interviewing right now on here on creating a championship standard of living, the phenomenal, the dynamic Wonder Woman herself. Um, Miss Mrs. 
Sean Mason Spence, and she's just been sharing some insight with us on how to manifest your destiny. And she's been she's been gracious enough to stay here with us, um, and she's answering questions about life, about living the life of your dreams. That I know that I'm I'm writing notes as, as she speaks. So I know you, you definitely you get, if, if you don't have a pulse. I mean, if you're not if you're not being moved by this, you don't have a pulse because this is some dynamic stuff. So, um, Sean, I know you, you, uh, one thing you told me earlier that I I live by it myself. But again, I think it, it sounds uh, it, it's, it's appropriate for the time coming from you. You said always do it big. What did you What do you mean when you say always do it big? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I remember someone, and I can't even tell, point to you because I, I do read a lot. It was like, reach for the stars, and if you miss, you land amongst. No, reach for the moon, and if you miss, you land land um, amongst the stars, I think yeah. it is, yeah. or you land amongst the clouds. The more momentum that you create, the bigger that you go, even if you don't get to 100, you end at 99, 96. <laughs> it's when people say, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go for four. And they don't feel like they've gone anywhere. The more you stretch, the more you reach, do it big. It's okay to say, I want to leave a business for my children, my grandchildren. That's our, we're talking destiny, right? We're talking about legacy. Yes. We're talking yes. about big picture, right? Yes. Yes. I, I want to live a debt-free life in two years. Why are we waiting until we retire, wow. right? Why are we waiting until... <clears throat> Put it out there big, detail. One of the things that I think we're afraid of is coming off like we're something that we're not. I didn't say that the resources would necessarily be there at the time, but you should be prepared for them to come. That's where your faith comes in. Yes. So you should be prepared, Miles, to turn over the producer piece of your show to a quality producer because you have other things to do. You should have everything (laughs) ready. So that when that person is brought into your life, you can say, okay, here. People who know me know that um, I've fought this whole notion that, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you got five kids. You're trying to do something else. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. You try. I can't even get up in the morning. Ah, that's, that's everybody else's energy. I have always, and I say always, that's after the birth of my youngest child, who will be six in November, have had someone working with me in business. And what I'm, it's a, if it's a virtual assistant, I've had high school students, I've had college students, I've had a full-time secretary, I've had a part-time secretary, <clears throat> because I know I can't do everything. I might right now in my business be doing everything. <clears throat> I'm not now, but I'm just giving an example. Right. So when you start, you might be doing everything. But every single day you should be waking up with, with the idea and the notion that I'm going to release this aspect of my business. I'm going to release the accounting in 30 days. I'm going to release the legal stuff. I'm going to release the administrative stuff because you cannot do everything all of the time and expect to grow. Clearly, Oprah is not doing everything. But she's able to run a serious network, a magazine, a show, (laughs) philanthropic efforts, (laughs) 
I mean, somebody's working. Right. Somebody's working for her. Somebody's working for her vision. She has branched out her tentacles of her vision and brought people who will take on the tasks. What I share with people is if you are billable as a professional, somebody comes and has you speak, Miles, and you're and they're paying you $10,000 for a one-hour speech, why are you doing $10 an hour work? Ooh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's that's heavy stuff right there. Say that again. <laughs> if you are worth $10,000 an hour to go and speak at a conference, why are you doing $10 work? Someone who has to mail out your letters, do your tweets or your Facebook updates, or or my daughter is 16 and can do $10 an hour, so why are you doing it? Why don't you go make the ten thousand dollars and then just pay her the ten? Wow. We wow. think too small. If it is better for you to bring your next door neighbor's child over and pay them ten ten dollars an hour to watch your three kids, your two kids, and I'm talking to you and I just you know, just kinda of heard this in my spirit. You got two or three kids single parent, you want to write a book. The book is going to sell for more than $10 an hour. And that time that you are centering yourself, writing that book, sending out the press release, sending out the, you know, doing the blog or whatever, it's going to pay. A lot of times we focus on the pennies and not the dollars because that time that you're paying that teenager is worth a lot more than what it seems like now. And a lot of times a teenager might play for some pizza. They they, they might watch the kids. You you know, you can put the kids in the bathtub and all they got to do is sit and watch a movie. They might do it for $5. Wow. <laughs> it's worth it. Wow. You are you have definitely, you don't know what you just said to me. It just it just triggered off a response that it's, it's I have to go here. I, I'm, 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 I'm speaking at a conference next week, the Manifest Destiny Conference here in Atlanta, Georgia. And the theme of it is your time has come, your time is now. And I think that what you're saying is just is falling right in line. A lot of people need to know that the, the life of your dreams, I tell people this all the time, the life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it. And you need to be living your dream. You need to be in the flow of your dream. And if you're bogged down with all the, the day-to-day operations of everything concerning the dream, it makes, it makes living the dream virtually impossible because you can't even enjoy it. Absolutely. I'll give another example, a personal example. I actually hate to shop, so if there are any women listening, don't get mad at me. I'm probably one of, you know, out of a million. And I have, um, I was actually at a photo shoot, and as a young woman, as a mom, um, a new mom who was doing the makeup, and we happened to be talking. She talked about something that I had, and I said, said, the lady had to help me at the store because I hate shopping. She said, what? She said, I love the shop. I said, really? I said, I would love for someone to shop for me. Now, I am not yet a millionaire, but most people have this perception that you have to be. Right. What I'm saying is speak what you want. I do not, and, and, and I don't like shopping. So I knew that at any point in time, especially with, with, with as many times when I'm, I'm on the stage, I need somebody to dress me. Call me whatever you want. That's just how it is, because I don't like it. I don't know what look good, what colors. I don't know any of that. So I just find a professional. So she right. said, I love the shop. And I said, well, 
I am interested in having someone style what I wear. Would you mind? And I got all these books. I'll read all the books. I'll watch American Stock Model, what not to wear, all that other stuff. But practically for me, my body shape, my skin tone, all those things matter. So I say, you think you can help? So yeah. I said, well, how much would you charge me? So my God, it would be so much fun. I said, no, 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 no. How much would you charge me? And she said, well, you know, she calmed down a little bit. She says, well, you know, I had a baby and I can't really work. And I said, well, if you were working, how much would they be paying you? And she said, well, because, see, she can bring a baby to my house. See see how you meet other people's needs? You can bring the baby to my house because I'm okay with that, as long as we get done what we need to get done. Wow. You would be amazed at the blessing, the blessing that she gave to me, when literally going through the closet and saying, no, this doesn't look right. That's too frou-frou. That's too this. That's too that. That's not tailored enough. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the baby is sitting right there, you know, in, in the in the little pumpkin seat. She would not have been able to make that money because she could not take that job to, you know, she could she worked for Mac. She could not take the baby to the Mac counter. Wow. So I was able to pay her what they were going to pay her. And wow. she blessed my socks off. You see what I'm saying? We have to be creative. We have to be open, and we have to say right. what it is that we want. If right. you are not the – I actually don't like talking on the phone. People don't believe that either. I don't. Are you serious? I know. Don't tell anybody. It's, I'm letting all my secrets out on your show. Don't don't wow. share this thing. I really don't. Um, and my my closest friend, I did an interview, a similar um, interview on Confessus, and everybody was like, oh, my God, I never knew that. I had to really work on it. Well, what it is is that I, I really am interested in efficiency. So I realized that when people get me on the phone, they want to talk, and they want to carry on conversations. Right. And during business hours, I don't want to do that. So I got Google Voice, and I no longer take calls during certain hours of the day because I know that people are going to take up my time, and my time is valuable. I, I, well, I, I'm, I'm, now that's a note that I'm keeping right now. I got to I gotta do that. I have to, I answer the phone way too much. <laughs> the phone rings a lot it. throughout the course of the day. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You can pay. They have so many different voicemail services that you can pay nine ninety five a month, ten ninety twenty, you know, nineteen ninety five a month, and you can get a person to answer the phone for you and take your messages. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Because if you can be better off, you're better off doing interviews, meeting people, connecting with people. That's what you do. You're in the people business. Why are you on the phone? <laughs> I love it. I love you for doing this. You're giving me hope and inspiration. Turn the TV off, DVR it, do what you got to do. That's what I tell people. Wow. Okay. Let me calm down for a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Wow. The thought of like getting having a. Basically, a, a virtual assistant. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's what it does for your reputation. This is what it does for your reputation. When someone calls and they say, "Thank you for calling. I'm creating champ, um, champions standard of living," and they're like, "Oh my goodness, who is this? Can I speak to Miles?" <laughs> right? They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Miller isn't in right now. Can I take a message?" Um, who is this? I'm sorry, this is actually his office you're calling me. I asked who's calling. Oh, this is his mother. Um, <laughs> can you have him call me? 
So yes, um, yes, ma'am. I, I can tell you this, but he's not he's not going to be returning your call until after 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that okay? Is there a particular <laughs> message you'd like to share with him? You know, it was absolutely amazing. My mother is listening to my show for the first time. Like, she's actually listening to you say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it is, I think at some point in time, we have to realize how important our energy is, how important our own personal resources are, and how, and more important, how, how valuable our creative energy is. I am a person, I think, in color. I think it actually in Technicolor, and a lot of times I can sit still for 20 minutes when most people are on the phone or when my sister and my mom are calling me, and I literally am coming up with logos. I'm coming up with themes for a new show. I'm coming up with another book title. All of that 20 minutes, 20 minutes. John Maxwell said in Thinking for a Change, you should have a thinking chair, and you should create thinking space, and you should only sit in that chair when you are thinking. Ooh. And you, 20 minutes, and you should just sit there and think. And whatever you have in that space should only be something that attributes, contributes to your thinking. Ooh. Watch what happens. 20 minutes just to think. 20 minutes to say, man, I wish I could meet um, Denzel Washington. Man, I wish I could go to a Steve Harvey conference and talk to him. Man, I wish I could meet Whoopi Goldberg because she's one of my favorite comedians. Man, 20 minutes every change single life. day. Change your life. Change Absolutely. Your life. Wow. I, I, see, these are things I, I, I know, but you just took it to a whole other level. Like, I never even thought about, like, even dedicating a, a, a space just for – that just the environment just to create thoughts just to think like that is that's super dynamic stuff that's 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 vision wall vision boarding on a whole nother level mm-hmm, absolutely wow wow you, you, you look I, I can't lie to you i'm i'm look this this was worth the wait i've i've been waiting for a year and a half to do this interview and this, was, this interview has been well worth the wait i, I i'm letting you right now openly and publicly that i am appreciative of you for for wow this Wow, I couldn't. I could not have. I, I'm I'm speechless. I'm you, you got a person who likes to talk speechless. I, I can't believe this. You 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 have presented some some ideas here that I know. If once people really listen to them, once people really put them into play, they, they're going to change their lives. You told me something else Absolutely. earlier as well. That dormant is only sleeping. It's not death. Oh, and you are good. There, you were really taking notes, man. I love it. I'm like uh I'm like Barbara Walters, only a male. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So you 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 know, in dormant is only sleeping, it's not death. And I, I talk to people a lot about dreams and a lot of times people will say, Well, like you're saying, like people would, would have five children and they'd be like, Well, you know, I can't do anything else now, I have five children but you didn't allow situations or circumstances to you know, put a dormant dream, a dormant idea to rest is only it's only sleeping. It's not it's not dead. How do how do you revitalize a dormant idea? How do you revitalize a a, a dream that has is trying to pass away with you know the things you see in the media? People telling you that you know you're you're too old for this, or you're you're too black for this, or you you, you know you're too skinny for this. How do you overcome those types of things? Um, don't listen. I know that sounds very sort of, uh, it almost sounds arrogant, but 
let me say this, and people laugh when, it, when every time I say it's an interview, it's going to sound weird. As much time as you spend on the practical preparation for your dream, um, whether you're a lawyer and you're in law school, whether you're a writer and you're taking English classes, you have to spend equal or even more amount of time on your head game. Your head game is a make or break. Your belief system, your values, what you what you stand upon, what you're committed to, those things right there have to constantly be revisited, strengthened, worked upon, shared, encouraged. A lot of times those things that lay dormant, we don't share. One of the things that I shared with you about my manifesto, I share. Another thing that people don't do is ask those around them who they trust, what did I tell you I wanted to do by the time I was 25? What did I tell you I wanted to do by the time I was 30? What do you see me doing when I'm 35? What do you see me doing when I'm 40? I personally don't watch a great amount of television, and, and I probably I shouldn't say that in, um, you know, Internet company, but I don't. I don't feel that it is contributing to my journey in life. Okay. Um, in many cases. I get enough news through um, news feeds on my phone and uh, Facebook and Twitter, little links. Um, I'm not living in a cave, <laughs> but I don't feel it is – we're in a very negative time, right. a very negative world. People are depressed and frustrated and sad, and people's livelihoods are being destroyed on a regular basis. People are acting out violently. All of these things are happening, and none of it you can change. So wow. why are you putting all of that in your energy and in your space and in your spirit? you watching the news at 5, 6, and 7, <laughs> at 11, <laughs> okay? That's four hours of... He shot her, she's going to die, he stole something, he's wrong, she's right, everybody's got a lawyer for four hours every day. Wow. When you could be speaking something into your life, focusing on things that you might be interested in, think about how many piano lessons, how many voice lessons, how many poetry readings, all of these things that feed your soul that you could be doing and all of these things around you are soaking up that energy. Wow. So I, the, the things that have laid dormant, they are sleep and not death. It's because I did not allow someone, anything or any situation to kill it. Wow. We allow people to speak death into our lives often. And you have to be the creationist, you know, and of course of all, all the... <clears throat> You know, people are like, oh, no, that's too deep. No, you are a creator. You are creating. Yes. So you need to always create those things that you want and that you want to be. Wow. And that is the challenge because if you don't work on your head game, you will allow them to kill it. Wow. Most people, they know death and not life. They can tell you 17 people who've been divorced, and they're not going to last 10 years, and it's going to be over. Marriage is horrible. I've been married 17 years. 
My parents been married 30-some years. My in-laws been married 40-some years. So as much as people come to me and tell me about the death of marriage, I can tell them about other people who've been married. Wow. But we allow it. So then that fear kicks in, right? Right. And then you don't want to be married. You don't think it'll ever happen. Or better yet, you had a bad experience and you let that kill your future. Hmm. Wow. We, we have to seek life and start creating those things that we really want and stop creating the stuff that we don't want. Sean, it's, it's, it's come that time. Uh, I hate I hate doing this. I I I, I waited a long time for this moment, and I, I just I had to let the show go on because you were you were flowing. I I didn't want to, you know, disrupt it. But we gotta we we gotta go. But I want you to do this. I want you to let the people know where they can find you, so we can support what it is you're doing. Because I, I'm you're definitely you definitely have to know that I'm a fan of yours, and I I want to support anything it is you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that. You can find me on Facebook. Um, at Sean, S-A-W-N, the letter M, Spence, S-P is in Paul, E-N-C-E. Um, you also can find me on Twitter as S-S Comic. I changed it to try to put comedy in there somewhere on my Twitter name. <laughs> uh, that was not easy because there's a lot of comedy comedians in there, but I'm S-S Comic on Twitter. I also have a MySpace, which is Sean Mason Spence. MySpace.com is Sean Mason Spence. Um, I try. I shortened my name a little bit to make it easier for people, so now I kind of use mostly, you know, my married name. Um, you also can find me on LinkedIn. I have both a personal page and a fan page on Facebook. You can give me either one. And SeanMasonSpence.com is actually under construction, but you can – it's actually going to be released on October 1st. Oh, wow. A lot of sweat, a lot of sweat. But, yes, really excited about that. So we are re-bringing back – I don't know if you remember the girl back in the day – um, which was my parenting blog. Yes, we actually I are bringing up. We're bringing them all together. Okay. We're bringing in some. We're bringing in some video. It's going to be a great re- rebooting of my internet. That's kind of what we're calling it. So please, please, please mention Miles Miller's show, and um, so I can know that you're out there and that you're listening. And that this was a blessing to you. I would love to get some feedback from your listeners. I, and, and like I said again, we are so appreciative of having you. You are, you know, this is the welcome mat is at the door, and you're always welcome back. Thank you very much, dear. And it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. You're a blessing. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Well, people, that was the phenomenal uh, Sean Mason Spence. And, and again, go to her website, seanmasonspence.com. Um, Definitely a quality person. She's a, a dynamic lady with a, a, a dynamic mission. Um, before we go, I have a, a special guest who's, um, who wants to make uh, some important uh, announcements for a person for a, a, an event that he's doing. Uh, and it's a, a dynamic event. I actually support it. I'm going to be there. But I want him to uh, come on for a moment. Um, Mr. Collier, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. How are you doing today? Doing excellent, sir. How are you doing? I am absolutely phenomenal, as usual, sir. <laughs> good, good. Thank you for allowing me to uh, come up on your show just briefly. Oh, it's, actually, you're, you're welcome here. You know, you know, you're welcome here. The welcome is open, you know, at the door for you as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Good, good. So well, you were, you, you got an event going on, and I, I wanted to let the people know about it because I, I, I want them to support it because I'm going to be there as well. Excellent, excellent. On October the 14th, it's on a Thursday between 7 and 10 p.m., Holly Inn, 
Select in conjunction with um, Affordable Business Consultants, which is our, actually my company, AffordableBusinessConsultants.net. We're putting on a networking event, and we're welcoming all businesses, all business owners, people inspiring to start a business, any MLMs out there, your multi-level marketers, networkers. We'd love to have you there. Um, the Atlanta Entrepreneur Network is going to be there, a gentleman by the name of Allen, his company, his corporation, his vendors are going to be there. And if you would love to have a table as a vendor, we invite you to definitely give me a call. The vendor tables are only $100 and allows you to display your product or your business. We'll give you a couple of minutes to talk about who you are, talk about your product and your business, and get people to, to, um, to sponsor you to definitely take a look at your business and what it is that you're doing. My phone number is 404-437-9664. And, again, that's 404-437-9664. My email address is C-O-L-L-I-E-R-A-N-T at AOL.com. Again, that's C-O-L-L-I-E-R-A-N-T at AOL.com. It's got the Holiday Inn Select. It's in Dunwoody, Peach Street, on Shamley Dunwoody Road, on Thursday, October 14th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and we would love to see you there, all business professionals, all networkers, anybody in MLM, anybody have a business inspired to start a business. It's going to be very, very powerful. Lots and lots of people. We're expecting hundreds of people there. There's um, not that many tables and spots left if you, you want to get a table, but we invite you to give us a call and definitely get a table so you can display your business. Well, well sir, like I said, again, uh, I – completely endorse this. I, I will be there myself because uh, I, I believe this is going to be a dynamic event for, for you know, people in the Atlanta area. Even if you're in like a, a four-hour radius, it's, it would be a, it's worth the drive to come and be a part of it. So I, I definitely highly suggest that if you are a business owner or you're thinking about business, if you're just, you know, even considering doing something, you know, in business, I think this is going to be a phenomenal event to be a, a, a part of. Like I said, again, I'm going to be there. It will give you a chance to meet me in person as well. Great. The address, again, at um, Shamley Dunwoody is 4386 Shamley Dunwoody Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30341. And, again, my phone number is 404-437-9664. Please give me a call if you have any questions or if you want to get a vendor table. We look forward to seeing you. And it's Thursday, October 14th from 7 to 10. Well, sir, we, again, we thank you, and we're, we're going to come out and support. Thank you, sir. God bless. You're so, you're so welcome. God bless you. Well, people, before we go, I want I want you to – I'm going to take you to a commercial break, but I want to come right back. I want to close out the show with uh, some dynamic announcements. But stay tuned. We're going to take you to a commercial break. Hello. This is Miles W. Miller, host of Creating a Championship Standard of Living and the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show, here with an important message. Saturday, October 2nd, 2010. The place to be is Atlanta, Georgia for the Manifest Destiny 2010 conference. I am the conference host and I'm excited to invite you out. I have with me four other dynamic speakers who are going to help you manifest your destiny. I have with me health and fitness expert Andrew Nelson who's going to be discussing honoring your temple. I have makeup artist to the stars Raina Marcel who will be discussing polishing your inner beauty. Also, we have Les Brown speaker Erica McKay, who will be talking about what season your dream is in. And then I, yours truly, Miles W. Miller, will close out the event with Manifesting Your Destiny, the three stages 
of Dream Realization. You don't want to miss this event. The place to be, October 2nd, 2010, Atlanta, Georgia, Manifest Destiny 2010. You can sign up right now by going to mileswmiller.wordpress.com and clicking on the link for Manifest Destiny. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R.wordpress.com and click on the, the link for Manifest Destiny. I'll see you in Atlanta, Georgia, October 2nd, 2010. Hello, we're back. I just want to reiterate to you, this Manifest Destiny Conference, this is major league stuff, people. I believe that people's lives are going to be dynamically impacted, and I, I want to see each and every one of you there. If you ha- Look, if you haven't registered, it's not too late to register, but, you know, you need to register soon because these seats are filling up fast. People are definitely, you know, responding well to it. I want to see you out there. Uh, we have a some dynamic speakers lined up to empower you to, to live a life of your dreams. Look, it's your the life of your dreams is wonderful, and you deserve it. I'll repeat that. The life of your dreams is wonderful, and you deserve it. And not only that, your time has come. Your time is now to live the life of your dreams. So meet me at the Manifest Destiny Conference, and I, I'm telling you, it's going to be a life-changing event. It's going to change your life. I, I guarantee it. So on that note, we're, we're going to – I'm going to say – I'm not going to say goodbye. I don't like saying goodbye. I want to say I'm going to see you next week. When I see you next week, I'm actually going to be talking to you live from the conference. I'm actually going to do a live show from the conference. I'm going to have a few guest speakers, uh, you know, come to the mic and just, you know, and just tell you what they've experienced. A lot of my friends are coming out. A lot of uh, my fellow blog talk radio uh, hosts are actually coming to the conference. So it's going to be a great event. It's almost like a family reunion of uh, blog talk uh, hosts. So if you are in um, a four-hour area, four-hour radius of Atlanta, I suggest you drive. If you're outside that four-hour radius, AirTram has cheap flights to uh, Atlanta Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Trust me, it's a a short ride for an impactful – powerful event you won't miss you wouldn't want to miss it you don't want to hear about it you want to be there to experience it firsthand i guarantee it so before i go i want to acknowledge a few people first and foremost i want to acknowledge somebody who's really near and dear to my heart there's a few people on this line right now that that i know are near and dear to my heart who are listening to the show uh my mother for the very 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 first time has heard has been listening to my show and i know she's going to have some great uh feedback for me (laughs) because i'm her baby and um and I'm really excited um, whenever uh, my parents can, you know, take the time to listen to the show. It's, it's, it means a lot to me. Um, someone, who, someone else who's near and dear to my heart, who who was who's like my mother, uh, my uh, my godmother, Sister D. She's here. I want to say hi to her. Uh, my friend Siobhan, I see you. Hey, how's it going? Um, and uh, Mr. Anthony Collier, I want to thank him again, and I want to thank our guest. Mrs. Sean Mason Spence for giving us uh, some dynamic tips to manifesting our destiny. Uh, also, uh, w- I would be remiss to not uh, mention uh, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, Dr. Beverly Jackson, Pastor Ginaldo Lee, and Lady Tiffany Lee. And uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for continue- continually coming back out to support creating a championship standard of living. Um, this is the last show we're going to do for September, but I guarantee you October is going to be a powerful month. The fourth quarter comeback is we're getting ready to launch the fourth quarter comeback movement again uh, for the fourth quarter of 2010. Look, a lot of things are on the table that are yours. I'm here to help you get it. And I'm telling you, you know my motto, you know my mantra, my mantra, my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. I'm telling you this as a, as a dreamer, as a visionary, and also as a go-getter. 
like our guest said, dormant is not sleeping. Dormant is only sleeping. It's not death. There's some things that are inside of you that have been laying dormant that I know without a shadow of a doubt I've been sent here to stir up. So on that note, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out. God bless you. And I'll see you next week at the Manifest Destiny Conference. God bless you. Good night. Again, I'm uh, just completely honored to um, to be before you today. And uh, our lesson today um, is 10 steps to staying true to yourself. 10 steps to, to staying true to yourself. Um, I came up with this topic late last night, actually in the wee hours of this morning. Um, many of you may have seen my Facebook posting uh, where I posted um, a comment about being true to myself and how I, uh, I actually had to apologize to myself for not being always being true to myself. Um, and I think that it's really important for each and every one of us to understand that we are unique. We are, we are not like everybody else. We're not normal. And because we're not normal, we can't expect to do what normal people do and have gratification or happiness or joy doing those things. We have to celebrate that uniqueness that's what's inside us. Uh, a guest we had on uh, a couple weeks ago, Mr. Ronald Wilshire uh, uh, down in Houston, Texas, you know, told us to celebrate our uniqueness. And, and that's one thing I'm going to continuously promote, to celebrate the, the, the identity that God has given you, the, the separateness that God has given you, the, 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 that, which is that inside of you that will allow you to stand out and not blend in. Because you weren't put here to blend in, you were put here to stand out and lead. So, let me get started with our lesson. Um, ten steps to staying true to yourself. Step number one, and I believe this is the most important step to staying true to yourself. Step number one, keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. A lot of people battle with low self-esteem, they battle with uh, a bad vision of themselves, and they, they, they struggle to, to really find their way in the world, and they, they get confused and misled and led astray and run amok, things like that. And the one thing that would keep people grounded is that if you knew that the creator of the universe created you in his likeness and image, how could you ever fall for the okie doke when somebody told you that you, you're less than, than, than weight, you're less than phenomenal, you're less than the best? If you truly, when you truly know who you are, when you truly know who you are, when you, know, you truly know what you are, nobody can come and tell you anything other than that. Immediately you understand that that's, that's a false. That's not the truth. If somebody tells you something contrary to what the Creator says you are, that's a false. That's not, that is not the truth. So, in understanding that, it is utterly important to stay locked on the image that God says you are. You're creating His likeness and image. You're creating His likeness and image. Not like a dinosaur, not like a donkey, not like a horse, not like a bear, but His likeness and image. You have been put here for some dynamic stuff. You have been put here to do some things that 
that only you can do. Your life is important. Your your existence on this earth, your existence in this universe, in this universe, is very important. So you have to stay focused on the fact that you were created to create. You were created to to repair. You were created to to do something dynamic. You were created to do something awesome. You were created to do something unique. So you have to celebrate that uniqueness because God saw something in you that when He created you. He creates you to solve a set of problems that nobody else can solve. So keep that in your in your heart that you are put here for a special assignment from the Creator. <laughs>